Hey guys, welcome back to Joko Yo, and um, we are making a sort of a seasonal podcast today, and I'm not talking about autumn or anything like that, or even whatever season this is, because I'm not so sure this is autumn. I mean, if it's if it's then again, do we ever really have a season? I think we have, I think we have maybe winter weeks, and but but summer is like. Pfft, like that can pop up at any time. Like you can have a nine degree day in, in December, but you're not going to get thirty two degree days in in July. So welcome to Summerland. But but with the season I'm talking about is and not even hurricane season because you know whatever. But but season I'm talking about today is baseball season and and it baseball season as of right now has just ended and. The Washington Nationals did something that, as, I mean, I don't follow baseball that much, but according to what I understand, it should be right on the list of modern miracles, and they brought a championship to, to D.C. It's been a while since that happened, but, I mean, you know, with the Redskins and such, but as far as baseball, y'all, that's never, but they've had baseball teams. This is not the first one they've had. I mean, you know, now they have the Washington Nationals. But they used to have the Washington Senators, who, <clears throat> if you if you followed baseball at all, you, they moved and they changed their name. And anyway, <clears throat> but we're, we're we're ending up baseball season. And uh, it's a really good time to to look at Johnston County uh, because we don't know if you know, and maybe you do, um, Johnston County and baseball. It's sort of a thing, right? Who knew? Baseball? Well, I mean, Johnson County is definitely not lacrosse territory or even ice hockey, you know, even though maybe the Hurricanes have some fans. Um, but baseball has been a thing, man. Like, baseball is, has always been a thing. And and it's not unique to Johnston County. There have been – baseball has been a thing in a bunch of places, especially those areas where – where you have rural communities, like you know, small communities, it's not, it's not like baseball is going to show up where there are no people. You got to have spectators, and you and you've got to have people to play. So, baseball tends to work really, really well in small towns, and some would even argue baseball works better in its purest form in small towns as opposed to the major cities. But the major cities have the best talent. But, it, you know, it hasn't always been that way. You know, in, in uh, Major League Baseball, there's the American League, there's the National League. But do you know where they came from? And that's what today is all about. You see, back in the 1800s um, and even, well, even early 1900s, as, uh, as, as base, you know, baseball's sort of been there, coming from a, a sport called rounders and maybe some cricket thrown in there. Uh, it's 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 one of those like hodgepodge kind of sports, maybe a little bit of this and that and the other, it's sort of like American football. It's made up of a little bit of this and that and the other. And basketball, you know, is not even. I mean, basketball sure was invented by someone, but the basketball game you see now is nothing like the basketball games that they had when they first started the sport. And 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 baseball, baseball. Um, Sort of has looked somewhat similar, maybe more true to the spirit of what the original was than more so than baseball. That's no, that's for certain. 
Um, they may wear gloves now. The catchers, uh, you may, I mean, you, I mean, before before the before the gloves, you know, when they were throwing those fastballs, you know, that had to hurt. But but baseball's been around for a bit, and and it really sort of really picked up big in North Carolina and in the South too, as the South began to resemble what the North looked like back when the sport was founded. Like you see, baseball has, of course, as you know, you got your nine players in the in the in the field. And again, I'm not a baseball person, so I'm doing I'm doing what I can. And but but you know, you, you can have large teams, but you don't really have large, large teams. But you have enough have to have enough people, which means you have to have, you know, people living there. And the only reason people live in a in a community like Johnston County or say say Selma or Four Oaks is because they tended to be in the late 1800s, early 1900s, people that made up baseball teams and from the communities tend to live in the communities because that's where their jobs are. It makes sense. And so, and so capitalizing on that, a lot of times the places that had uh, employees also realizing that you had to have something to to build rapport between the the workers to build some kind of solidarity so that you work so that your say your your cotton mill works really really well and as a cohesive unit you know having a sport is not you know to, to bring them together as a team is well quite literally team building and so a lot of mills and a lot of um companies in these small towns much like we see early in upstate new york and and other places in the north and mid-atlantic are i mean recreation and occupation are going to merge together pretty well and we see that happen here as some of the businesses and the mills begin to pop up in in the southeast north carolina and also in johnston county as we have had our conversation um, the last few times, a lot of the towns of Johnston County popped up. Um, a lot of the way, a lot of the reasons, because of the mills, railroads. And so Johnston is, is going to have probably, I mean, a lot of baseball history because of the way it was founded. Not huge, huge, huge manufacturing depots like the Lowell Mills in Massachusetts. But, you know, the small mills, you know, big enough so you can have teams. And we can look back at the records and see pictures of of the town of of, of teams, and 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 sometimes when you, if if maybe you don't have quite enough people for a for a full mill team, maybe some mills will get together and form a team, and then call it the team of a certain town. And we see that happen and again in Johnston County. We have town teams. Um, there there are pictures of them. Four Oaks had a town team. Smithfield had a couple of them. Princeton had a town team. Benson had a town team. And Irwin, which is over in Harney County, had, I mean, they, they all have like little town teams. And and they would play each other. And, it, and, it's, and it's sort of lore, sort of like for town bragging points, but it's also for mill bragging points. And it got pretty competitive. In fact, it gets to be where people want to begin to pay to see these because it's actually entertainment. What are you going to do? Watch cable? No, it's the 1880s. You're not watching cable. There is no cable. It's the 1920s then. What are you going to do? Watch TV? There is no TV. So so go watch a baseball game. And so, like, okay, 
Selma, for example. Selma had a had a had, had a couple of teams, and one of the teams uh, would, like the Selma's Cotton Mill. Their team was called the Cards, and a lot of them were were employees. And we see the Selma Cotton Mill Cards as a baseball team. No, 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 not short for Cardinals. Cards. If you know how cotton mills work, you you anyway. It's 1938. In fact, all the way into 1949, you see there are 43 cities in North Carolina or towns with baseball teams. And some of them have gotten big enough in 1949 to actually have developed seven different minor leagues where you would have leagues of teams play each other. And in 1949, North Carolina actually had the most town teams in the most and the most leagues minor league minor leagues more than any other place in the in the country kind of cool um and just to give you that much more just for just for trivial stuff and March on march 7 1914 you know one, one of the big big city teams the baltimore orioles they actually came and played and a lot of these teams did would come and play in these in these uh in the, in these baseball fields that were owned by towns or by the mills, and the Baltimore Orioles came to do an exhibition game, um, an intra-squad, which means just just them, exhibition game in, at at the face at the Fayetteville Park, and they had a guy on their team, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, named George Herman Ruth, and you may already know this, but this is, according to records, according to the record keepers, and according to well, Babe Ruth himself, his very first professional home run he ever hit was in Fayetteville, North Carolina at, at Gillespie Ballpark, or, or, at the ballpark on Gillespie Road in Fayetteville. So, so baseball's a thing in North Carolina and, again, Johnston County. Uh, in, in fact, how big of a thing? Well, well the Durham Bulls is, is, of course, one of your bigger teams, and it's one of those town teams that actually made it like to like a legit thing. Not all of them did, mind you. But so, like the San Diego Padres used to be a little small. Uh, well, no, it was not really that small. But it went from like a, an independent league to being like a major league. It was sort of adopted in. The Durham Bulls have been there for a long time. Baseball is such a thing that we, that we actually see that, that the Durham Bulls actually played a couple of games. One time, one day they played a game, in, in, one in Raleigh and one in Durham, and at the day, at the day game, they had 7,000 people come out. The night game, they had 8,000 people come out in the same day. So, yeah, baseball's a thing. And closer to us, closer to us, we have um, a guy named uh, Herbert Smith of Anger. Uh, they called him Doc. He helped start a league that's going to actually encompass most of what our town teams were or were, were members of called the Tobacco State League in 1935. Um, now, he had played in something called the Texas League um, in the Southern Association of Leagues. He was able to convince businessmen throughout the area to help fund baseball teams, you know, to take them away from, maybe take them away from the mills, but still have some, some municipal spirit to go along. He's going to convince businessmen to help fund some of these town teams. You know, give you something to do. I guess for much the same reason why why towns want to build parks, you know, for recreation. And now the 
the Tobacco State League was one, well, uh, the only actual league that was completely within North Carolina. You had other leagues like the Carolina League, which actually had some Virginia teams, but but the Tobacco State League was just North Carolina, and uh, so so they started play the Tobacco State League in '35. Tried to renew in '36, but the funds were not there. Was able to renew was able to renew in '37, and they had they had teams like the Tobacco State League. I mean. It's, it's really cool. Teams, like the, the, the Tobacco State League had teams like the Andrew Fuquay Springs Bulls, the Dunn-Irwin Twins, the Clinton-Sampson Blues, which is actually not named because of the music, but because of, uh, um, of, a, of a kind of um, flower. Uh, you had the Fayetteville Scotties. You had the Lumberton Auctioneers. If that doesn't say tobacco, I don't know what does. They also had Lumberton Cubs so when they changed their name. The Red Springs, Red Robins, the Rockingham Eagles were members of the Tobacco State League. You had the Sanford Spinners, which were a really, really good team. But again, that tells me right there, Cotton Mill. You had the Warsaw Red Sox. You had the Whiteville Tobs. What the heck's a Tob? You know what a Tob is? A Tob is a, uh, is a tobacconist. So they were quite literally the, the, the Whiteville tobacconists. You had the Wilmington Pirates. And all of these were members of the Tobacco State League. And again, the only minor league that was actually completely North Carolinian. The Tobacco State League, um, you Sanford is going to is going to win a bunch of them. Um, Sanford's going to end up joining something called the Peach Belt League. And then you're going to have a team from Clayton join the Tobacco State League. You have a team called the Wake Lawn. I forgot what their mascot was, but it was uh, Wake, the town of Wakefield and the town of Zebulon got together to make Wake Lawn. Um, they usually played four games a week, um, and the pay was set by the individual teams, so some could pay, play better than others. In '38, the Tobacco State League brought in Laurenburg, um, Fayetteville, as I said earlier, the, the actual Fayetex Mill that was there at the time provided most of the players. And the league president was a guy named Chick Doak, who was the NC State baseball coach at the time. And in 39, they lost some teams. They, they were down to four in 1940. Um, Sanford, Raleigh, Irwin, and you had the Robbins team. And then they, then they gained a new team called the Smithfield Selma Leafs. What do you know? And the Sanford Spinners won that year. They went on to play in Wichita for a national semi-pro championship, and then they went pro. Um, so you actually had some pretty big names of people that actually went to the major, major leagues out of the Tobacco State League from, from our Tobacco League. Ancher had, uh, oh my gosh, had a guy that played for the Ancher uh, team. His name was Bill Holland. He played for the Senators. Connie Ryan, he coached and managed the Braves and the Rangers. Al Jurish played for the Cardinals and Phillies and the Padres in the Pacific Coast League. Woody Upchurch is going to play for the Athletics, for the Philadelphia Athletics. Uh, Tommy Burns is going to play for the Yankees. Porter Vaughn used to play baseball and Andrew played for the Athletics. A guy, a guy named Ray Scarborough played for various teams. And the Tobacco League got big enough to go Class D, which what that means is if you go back, you know how you have uh, AAA and, and AA and single A. This is pretty low down, but it does – some of the teams do go to where they are going to ally themselves with major league teams and become farm teams. That's what this is going to be. 
The Smithfield Seminole Leaves is going to have a guy that played for them called Fred Gay. He played for the Kansas City Blues, um, which, of course, is going to later on move and change its name. Johnston County, not only did we have people that played for Johnston County teams in the Tobacco League, we also have people from Johnston County that actually hit it big. And we actually have a lot, if you really look at it. For example, you got a guy named Frank Talmadge Davis. They called him Dixie. He was born in 1890. He's from Wilson's Mills. He played from 1912 to 1926 in the majors. He played for Cincinnati, Chicago, Philadelphia, St. Louis. He played for roughly 10 years off and on. Of course, we got uh, we got more recently. We have a uh, Corey Wayne Lee. He was born in 74. He played for Clayton High School, then played for Texas. Jerry Sands, you know, of course, again, more recent. Um, playing... We got associated with the Dodgers and Tampa and Cleveland. Uh, someone that I know, John Rayner, he played for South Johnston, played for Pittsburgh as well. Barry Foote was is a big name in the area. Played for Smithfield Selma well, High School, uh, and he played from 73 to 82. We see associated with the Expos, Cubs, Yankees, and Phillies. Um, someone that lives close to me or is from the area, Earl Stevenson from McGee's Crossroads, born in 47. Uh, he played a number of years here as well. Uh, he Brewers, Cubs, Orioles, Chris Archer more recently. Uh, we see Clayton High School plays with Tampa or played with Tampa. Uh, Sam Naren and don't and, and Sam Naren, there's a whole family of the Narens that are going to play professional baseball and coach professional baseball. We see from the Northeast Johnston area, um, St. Louis is going to be him. Then you've got Rooster, of course. Uh, we have – we also have um, a guy named Vernon Van Duke Duncan. They called him Duke. He was born in 1890 in Clayton. He played three years in the major leagues. He played for Philadelphia and Baltimore. And, of course, um, a guy not a guy named Al Evans, he's kind of neat because he bridges the, the tobacco league and he also goes into the majors, and he's from Kenley. And he was born 1919. I'm sorry, 1916. He played from 39 to 51. He's from Kenley. Played for the Washington Senators. Johnston County also has some football uh, stars or, or play, people that played football. But baseball, baseball sort of always been there. And and again, sort of mirrors our development as a political unit because you know as the mills move in south, you're going to have people. Uh, the, the mills are going to want to have teams again. Team building activities going to, in, at least in Johnston, team building activities. Well, tend to build teams, and from those teams come leagues. And so, and so there we go. And uh, hope you enjoyed it. Talking about Johnston's baseball past is kind of cool and present for that matter. And uh, congrats to the to the Senators. I mean Nationals. No, that was on purpose. And uh, until next time, y'all be good. And by the way, I want to give a, uh, a big thank you, big shout out to uh, Jamie Lee um, from Four Oaks. He is currently serving as the athletics director and baseball coach at Cleveland High School, who gave me a lot of this information about Johnson's professional baseball players. So thanks, coach. I sure could not have done it without you.